Welcome back. You are listening to that one sports podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Mitch Wilson. He's Chris Hell. Please don't forget to like and follow us on social media. Just want to take a second to say, man, we apologize. We have been busy with vacations, schedules. We haven't been able to get an episode out also because of a little bit of technical difficulties, but we are back. We will be with you every week. And we are super excited because the NFL season is among us. My guy, Christopher, what do we got for the show today, man? Today we're going to talk a little bit about Chris Jones and how come that boy ain't at camp. We're going to talk about why he's missing, why he's MIA. Talk a little bit about NFL training camp. We're also going to predict our way too early NFC and AFC championship games. We're going to talk about Andy Reid, Big Red, and where does he rank amongst the greats. So my man Mitch, let's be Chris Jones specific to start off. Why is my main man not at camp? It is a very easy explanation. That man wants his bag. He deserves it. You know, Quentin Williams just got that big contract from the Jets. What was that? Of I believe it was a four four year deal, not ninety some odd million dollars. Okay, Chris Jones wants to be one of the, if not the highest paid defensive tackle in the league, and and he has every right to feel that way. You know, he was one of the main reasons why the Chiefs were able to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. If you go back to that Cincinnati game in the, in the AFC Championship last year. He had two huge sacks in the game. The first sack was in the first was in the first or second quarter, which really, because I, I believe the Chiefs had just scored. The uh, Bengals get the ball back on third down. Chris Jones gets a sack, changes the momentum of the game. Then at the end of the AFC Championship game, with under two minutes to go, the Bengals are facing a third and eight. What happens? Chris Jones comes up with a sack. He is. Arguably, right now, you could argue that Chris Jones is the best defensive tackle in the league period. Even more so than Aaron Donald because last year Aaron Donald was hurt. Okay, Chris Jones was not hurt. Put up 16 and a half sacks. The man wants his money. I will say, though, Quint Williams is what? 24, 25? He's just coming out of his rookie contract. It's a little different for Chris. I know he is the best, but the Chiefs also have to look at Chris Jones is 29 years old. And if he wants a four or five year deal, that's going to take him into his early to mid 30s. And so, according to Adam Scheffner, they seem to be far apart on the contract, which kind of makes sense because you have a D tackle who is elite, but he's also getting up there in age. And so the Chiefs probably want to pay him his money, but they probably don't want to do a like a four or five year contract. Now I will say Chris Jones is, is not currently in camp right now. I would, no matter what happens, I would be shocked if he is not there by next Monday or Tuesday, because per the CBA and league rules, if he is not there by Monday or Tuesday of next week, the fine goes to $50,000 a day. And I don't care. Billionaires, that's not, that, that's whatever. But to a millionaire, $50,000 a day, that is too much money to be wasting to not be there. So I really think that this year is going to really decide on whether Chris Jones is going to be a chief for the rest of his career or just this year. Because if Chris Jones does not get a deal done, before the season starts, I find it really hard for him to be back in KC. 
Yeah, you know me. I, I think we know the reason why he's not in the <laughs> camp. He's got to make money. I, I think he's a great, great um, – he's great in everything that he does. He's a great D tackle. He is a great teammate. He's he's great across the board. I am someone that wants the Chiefs to be good for a long time, and in Brett Veach we trust, and I think he's going to do the right thing. But if you ask me, should he go get paid top, top dollar and put us in a bad position? No, we shouldn't. It needs to be what we're doing right now. The Chiefs are smart. They're not going out there and saying, we're just going to go blow money on you. They're like, listen, you're 29. Your 16 and a half sacks might be where your decline starts. You might have got to that 16 and a half, and now we just might start seeing a very steep decline from you. And if that's the case, why are we going to go pay you top dollar? Quentin Williams is 24 years old. Big difference. That's five years less of getting banged up, surgeries, all that stuff. Does he deserve money? Yes. I would like to see where they're at, though. Because if Chris Jones is being unreasonable to me like a Tyreek Hill did, go get your bag. I'm all about that. But don't also say then that you have to play for this team. Because that's the problem about even the way people do with their job oh, I want to stay here and I want to get paid all that money. Well, it it may not work like that. You might be able to go get that salary, but it may not be with the place that you want it to be with. Someone might be able to pay you, Chris Jones, exactly what you think you're worth, but you may not be in Kansas City. Travis Kelsey said it best. I may not be the highest paid tight end, but I like winning. I want to win. I want to be in a franchise where winning is valued over somebody's paycheck. Absolutely. So Chris Jones, to me, great. I hope we sign him, but I hope we don't sign him to a ridiculously stupid contract. Um, In watching the other NFL camps, I think it kind of leads us to our next point, really, you know, um, which we'll, we'll talk about here in a little bit. But I was listening to some other camps, and we're not the only one having that problem. Camp time is when no one shows up, right? Everyone wants to <laughs> hold out for their money. Uh, I need this. They want the teams that are the quietest are the ones that typically win. The ones that are the loudest or, hey, we're having contract disputes. Sometimes that's a bad thing because players won't admit this. They all say it in the microphone. Oh, he needs to get his bag and I'm all for my guy getting his money. But sometimes it bugs them. Sometimes it bothers them that they're getting paid more. And, well, look at me. I He got this contract and I'm more valuable to the team. It's the reason why in business you don't share your salary with coworkers. Because a coworker might get upset that you make 150k and they only make 120 and they do the exact same work you do. So now they're like, "Well, why are you getting paid 30k more?" I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but training camp is a fun time to see who's holding out, why are they holding out, what type of contract do they want? Are they ridiculous in their asking price? And right now is when you get to see whether or not someone's going to be a winning franchise or not. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think one of the things that is really messing with this Chris Jones deal was the ludicrous deal that the Rams gave Aaron Donald. Like, I completely understand that he is arguably the best defensive tackle ever. And I get that. But when they gave him $31 million a year, that just completely screwed up the market for the D tackles. Because look at the Rams now. They're probably, they were absolute garbage last year. 
because of injuries. You know, they traded Jalen Ramsey, you know, their best defensive back, and their team is in a complete rebuild because of those, because of contracts like that. Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. And so, but my thing is, is that, like you alluded to earlier, Travis Kelsey has set an example. Patrick Mahomes has set an example is he wants legacy and Super Bowls. Yes, Pat is always going to get his money, but it seems like every year, like last year, Travis restructured, restructured his contract. Pat Mahomes probably, even though we don't hear about it, I remember him restructuring his contract last year because they want to win. And just like DeAndre Hopkins, we're going to find out real quick if what Chris Jones has been saying his whole career, that he wants to be a lifelong chief, we're going to find out because if he doesn't get a contract signed, we'll know that he's about his money and not about legacy. Hey, and, and if, that's what, if that's what he wants to do, then good for him. But Do your thing, big boy. Yeah, do your thing. I will never be, be mad at someone for going and getting the money to provide for families. I have no qualms with that. But like you said, if they cannot get a deal done, then this is probably Chris Jones's last year in Kansas City. And I tell you what, that would be that would be hard to watch him leave. But at the end of the day, like you said, Christopher, I don't want the Chiefs to put themselves in a situation that they're in cap hell because it's not worth it. And if you think about it, like what the Chiefs are doing, every year that Patrick Mahomes has been a starting quarterback – he has not had an elite-level receiver except for Tyreek Hill. And that was the guy they drafted. That wasn't someone they went and traded for, okay? That was the guy they drafted and developed. This year, you got Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, MVS, Rasheed Rice. Like, they're going to continue to do things like that. What they're doing with, with their receiving core, and it reminds me very much of the Patriots. Like the Chiefs are doing now with the Patriots. Well, I've, I've said and, this since we started the podcast. Like right. everyone, people that want dynasties follow the mold, and they need to. The mold is yep. you get your great quarterback. He's willing to put people around him that are talented. He's going to take less money as long as he gets talent around him. And again, they may not have the prototypical elite receiver, but don't get it twisted. Travis Kelsey is a, an elite receiver. He just happens to play tight end. And it was the same way with New England. They won those first three Super Bowls because they kind of hung their hat on the calling card of play action and run the ball, play good defense. Then they went out and got this big, sexy toy. And even though Brady put a lot of numbers up, they didn't win anything. They didn't win anything until they went to that double tight end set and they got Gronk and they went back to controlling the field. That's what Mahomes really does. Mahomes may blow the top off every once in a while, but name last year where he really had a spectacular deep throw. They said this on, on ESPN that his longest touchdown last year was to Justin Watson down the middle on a post against the Chargers. That was it. In the air, he only threw one touchdown over 25 yards. That was it. One. Every other thing was exactly what everyone made fun of Brady for. It's called a winning formula. You got to kill people with a thousand cuts because <laughs> if all you try to do is just go deep all the time. And that's the problem with this go big or go home mentality and free agency. They think I'll just spin, 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 spin. And then hopefully I get a win, which it can work for you, but it's risky. 
you got to build from within like the Chiefs and Brett Veach has done. Agreed. Agreed. Well, you know, we're talking about football, talking about the Chiefs. Let's get into our next topic. Christopher, give me your way too early AFC and NFC championship prediction. You know, we did this about a month and a half ago, but we did it way more um, granular. We went all the way down to who we thought was going to win divisions and things of that nature. Um, I tried to go back and listen to it, but I thought, you know what? I'm not. I'm going to go off of new information. And this is going to kind of be a shock here. My NFC championship game is the Eagles and Vikings. And my AFC championship game, oh, sorry, with the Vikings visiting the Eagles. I think the Vikings go to the Eagles. Then I have the Chiefs against the Bengals in Cincinnati for the AFC Championship game. Oh, so you have Cincinnati as the one seed then. Okay. I have Cincinnati the one seed. I think they're hungry. I think they know that window's closing. Um, I think they have more of a level-headed quarterback than the Bills do. I think the Bills knew the window was closed, and I just don't think Josh Allen's that kind of quarterback that's like, oh, the window's closing. I think he started to press. I don't think Joe Burrow will press. I think he'll be cool, calm, and I think they're going to be the number one seat in the uh, in the AFC. Nice. I tell you what, man. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know that that docu series that came out. Oh man, what quarterback. a great production, dude. I tell you what, like I am a fan of Kirk Cousins. He's just a down to earth good dude well like, you know what that documentary showed that how down to earth they really are and how human they are you exactly. know like he just loses the uh, playoff game and they open up their garage door and his wife goes oh yeah i forgot it was trash night tonight like <laughs> we forget how human they actually are he just played one of the yeah. biggest games millions of people watching it and he's at home putting his kid down yeah that was and it's just awesome yeah, it was really cool. And, like, one of my favorite parts um, with him was when he was talking about his wife. He said, dude, I don't got time. I make I have to make so many decisions in my day. My wife dresses me. Whatever she picks out for me, that's what I'm wearing, you know? Well, and just dude. the cool stuff. Like, look at Mahomes chilling with his family, man. Like, yeah, yeah. He's just sitting there at the end of a game just talking to his friends and family about what the game was like. It's like, dude. Pretty sweet. So yeah, that I mean that that's gonna be my my two or okay. my four teams. Okay. So my NFC championship game is going to be the Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers with the 49ers going to the Eagles. I think the Eagles are gonna keep doing what they're doing. I think Honestly, I think if the San Francisco 49ers, if they have a quarterback in that game, that game is a whole lot more interesting. They, yeah, they, 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 sure. they, they literally had to try to beat a team with a quarterback that could not throw the ball. Like, that is impossible. Like, you're not going to win that game. So, San Fran at the Eagles. Oh, this is going to be juicy, boy. AFC, I have the Chiefs hosting. The New York Jets. Yes, sir. The Jets, top five defense. Aaron Rodgers is maybe not MVP, 
level. He's not at that level, but he is good enough. Garrett Wilson was the offensive rookie of the year. He's gonna have an even better year this year with with Aaron Rodgers, and they're gonna have a whole lot more opportunities because that defense is gonna constantly be shutting it down. Well, whatever you're smoking, pass it my way. <laughs> but you wanna know what though? I, remember- I think it's way too loaded. Like I think the Jets are gonna be just fine. I just I cannot see them coming out of. I mean, they would have to have a lot of things break their way, just in their own division. They'd have to have the Miami Dolphins completely fold. They'd have to have Buffalo fold completely. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying it can't happen, but then they got to then go through the AFC North and they got to go through all these teams to get to the AFC Championship game. And maybe they do. I. It, it just depends on where they see that. You know, we're talking this up. They could end up being like a three seed or they, four seed. I'm not saying that, that that they are, but they could be. I'm they just could. saying, they I'm could. going with, I'm like, I just, I love the defense. The defense is elite. Now you have a, in my opinion, you have a top 10 quarterback. Anytime you have a top 10 quarterback with a top five defense, that is going to be success. Plain and simple. That is a great mixture. Top five, top five defense and the top ten quarterback. Well, he was a top ten quarterback. We'll see how he produces this year. Okay. Well, going into this year, he would be, he would be in in my top ten for QBs in the NFL. I see. All right, my man, staying on football, but we're going back to the Chiefs. Big Red. Just saw him on Sunday. I was at Chiefs training camp. I was watching, oh, watching him move around. Oh, yeah, baby. It was nice. Uh, t- so he, tell me about it real quick. Tell me about it real quick. Uh, we, go every, we go every year. Uh, they look good. My son goes and gets signatures from people. He got uh, Rashid Rice this year looking good. Nice. nice. Got, got Pacheco. Pacheco talked to him for a little bit, which was awesome. Nice. Yeah, so they looked pretty good. I mean, Mahomes looks great, as as always. Uh, Rice looked very good. Richie James looked shifty, very shifty. Caught a couple balls in seven on seven. Uh, Kelsey was doing his thing. Fortson was doing his thing. Uh, defense looks a little behind, but I don't know if that's just because they're going against Mahomes or right. it takes a little while for defense. And most D coordinators will tell you that. Offenses right. are always ahead of defense a little bit. Um, for sure. Just because defenses kind of get their groove, especially a Spagnolo type defense. I'm not sure if that's the case for everybody, but for us, they looked good, man. But watching Big Red out there, it got me thinking, and I, I know this was a topic of conversation amongst the uh, the sports figures in the country. Is Andy Reid in the argument for the greatest coach of all time? I would say, and, I, and I'm, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Chiefs fan. But he's definitely in that discussion. You have the first coach in NFL history to have over 100 wins with two different franchises. You have a guy that's won two Super Bowls now. With this thing with the Eagles, he they played in five five NFC Championship games. With the Chiefs, he's played in five AFC Championship games, has been to three Super Bowls, won two. Just the pure amount of wins that he has, but also the ability to do it in two different places. That tells me that his coaching travels. 
And you think of a guy like Bill Belichick, who was arguably the GOAT, okay? What has he done since Brady's left? Right? You you have you have Andy Reid who did all of that in, in Philadelphia with Donovan McNabb. Which Donovan McNabb was a good quarterback, but he wasn't a great quarterback. He was okay? an Alex Smith. He was a he, he was, was very, a he was absolutely. a B minus C plus. He on, was. On on his best day he was a B. On his worst day, he was gonna give you probably a C. So he right. was never like a D or an F, but he was also never gonna be that right that A A plus quarterback. Right. And so my thing is, is now that Andy, especially since he's gotten Patrick, so Andy Reid has essentially gotten his his Brady like Belichick did. But the only difference is, is Andy Reid got Patrick a lot later in his career than what than what Bill did with, with Tom. And so we'll see. I think that especially, man, if Andy coaches, I believe he's 64, 65. If he if he coaches till he's seventy, I think that they got a chance to win a couple more. So then that would put him at that would put him at four rings. If 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 he's got four rings with with five Super Bowl appearances, I mean, absolutely. But even just with the two, and just the way he's done it, and the number of wins that he has, and then not only that, his conference record is absolutely stupid. Since he's been with the Chiefs, I, I think it's like it's something stupid, like twenty, like twenty eight and seven or something like that. Heck, I mean, the Chiefs haven't lost to to the Broncos that they beat them sixteen straight times. Like it's, it's been it's been years since the Denver Broncos have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, and you can start to say the same about the Chargers. When's the last time the Chargers? Be- it's always a close game, but we always come out on top. His pure dominance within his division, the amount of Super Bowls, the amount of wins, he has got to be in that discussion. Yeah, so here, here's my thing with Andy Reid, and I'm going to go off on a tangent a little bit about just what I don't like about society right now in general. Okay. And, and why I think we have an issue as a society. We are so quick to dismantle greatness because we know that greatness is going to be hard to achieve. And because it's going to take so long for someone else to do it, we automatically want to have another talking piece. And even if they're not close to that greatness, we want to make them be close to that greatness. We're not very patient people anymore. There's always got to be a new person to talk about and every new generation is going to talk about who the goat is and their goats, that person. And they just sound ridiculous when they bring it up. A case in point is Mahomes and Brady. I am a massive Chiefs fan. Everyone that listens to this knows that. He wins his second Super Bowl and you literally had people saying he's already the goat. No, he's not. That's not even possible. You can't just start dismantling what is great and making and moving the goalposts because you just don't want to wait another 50 years. I think the reason why these players like Jordan and Babe Ruth and Gretzky were so special, because the people that came before us, Mitch, actually were legitimate, patient watchers of the game. They were fans. And they're like, it's okay if there's not another great one yet. That person will come, and when they do, it's going to make it that much sweeter. We don't do that. And I think we do this a little bit with Andy Reid. Andy Reid is an absolute stud, and he deserves to be in the argument of greatest of all time, in the argument. 
I'd probably put them up there with, you know, you got Bill, you got Bill Walsh, you got uh, Chuck Knoll, you got Don Shula. Those older heads get dismissed way too fast for me because I am a firm believer of being a historian of any game that I like. When I, I like basketball, I like to look up stats of everybody. I'm a baseball fan. I'm not just going to go look at stats in the steroid era. I want to go look at stats <laughs> and look at their equipment too. People say like, well, Babe Ruth only faced 88 miles an hour pitching. Yeah, but he also swung with uh, swung the bat that was taken off a tree right before the game. <laughs> and and his cleats were horrible. The balls were different. Like It's like golf. Well, he hits it this far. Well, you want to know one of the reasons why he does is the ball and the club and everything. These guys were out there swinging with – solid balls and just a wooden little spot that was this much. No wonder they only drove it 210 yards and they're driving at 350. Right. Part of it's their strength too, but it's also the equipment. It's the equipment. And I look at Andy Reid and this is my biggest knock for Reid. Counting as a head coach, he's 2 and 4 in Super Bowls. And that's where you are measured. In Super Bowls. Belichick is six and three. Six and three in Super Bowls. Playoff wins, Bill's got it. Now we might be able to say, well, oh, he had Tom Brady. Oh, he well, he had Tom Brady. That that's why he had that much. Andy Reid's done it with this, this, and that. You're right. And that's one of the pros that puts him in that discussion. But there's a reason why they call something a standard. And I even bring this up with religion. When there's a standard to something, you can't move the standard just because you want to move it. The standard is the standard. So if Bill Belichick is considered standard with Chuck Knoll or with Bill Walsh, Andy Reid hasn't hit that yet. Now you throw another Super Bowl in there, and now you're three and four, and you start chipping away, then I think you just get closer and closer. Right, the odds of him catching six is probably not going to happen. Agreed. But if, Agreed. if he gets to five or four, so let's say they reel off two more, and they get to four, and Mahomes has four, and now Andy Reid has four, and he retires, and you look at well, wow, look at everywhere he touched, he was great. Then I think he moves up a little bit more. But right now, to answer the question, is he in the argument? Absolutely. I'd probably put him in that top five range for sure, just because of what he's done. Outside of that, though, saying he's the number one person, which we always say it's Bill Belichick, no. I don't think he's got to that status yet. I think he can, but I don't think he is. Right, and and I think it kind of goes back to a great point you make. When you're talking about GOAT argument, one of the biggest things, in my opinion, is, is what is their record in playoffs and what is their record in championship games? And if they have a losing record in championship games, it's really hard for me to argue for them over someone like Bill, like you said, like Bill, who's six and three in Super Bowls. It's my problem with LeBron. It's the one reason why it will never change my opinion. I firmly believe the moment you go into the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals and you have a losing record in those games, I think you're disqualified. You can't be the GOAT with that many losses on on your ledger. It just – to me, it doesn't make any sense. 
That's like saying you're the best husband, but you cheated on your wife 14 times. Well, it, it was only 14 times, but look how good he is everywhere else. Okay. But there's men out there that are good in that, and they also don't cheat on their wives. So that's the way that I look at uh, Jordan. Hey, Jordan was – he may not have 38,000 points, but he was just, a good, just as good as scoring the ball as you, and he was a better defender, not as good of a passer. You guys are probably equal shooting-wise. But he was basically just as good as you are everywhere else other than probably rebounds and assists. And he still won six times in the final. So don't give me this, well, he had this and that. No, it is what it is. He had that, and he still won rings. There's no excuse why LeBron has a losing record. You are what you are. You are what you are. Yeah. And no, the I reason agree. why Brady's considered the GOAT is the mother trucker is 7-3. and three. That dude went to 10 Super Bowls. 10. That's crazy, dude. That's nuts. And he won yeah. seven. He, Mahomes, is going to have – he's got a lot of work ahead of him. Is he, the, is he the only one that could catch him? Yeah, Probably, I think so. Yeah. But he's the only one that's got a shot because <laughs> well, it's not like Brady only threw for 40,000 yards. The dude has like 80-some-odd thousand yards. It's crazy. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It is. No, I agree. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Tom is the goat. And like you said, I think as of right now, Patrick's the only one that has a shot to catch him, mainly because he's the only one who's got who's got multiple rings right now. He's the only one. So speaking of Tom Brady, speaking of GOAT, okay. I got a top ten game for you, brother. All right, my man. We are going to do the top ten Madden covers over the last 10 years. Who was on the cover of Madden from at, so we're going to go from 23 all the way back to 14. Okay. Now you don't now. Okay. So now you don't have to go in order. Like you don't have to go in order by any means, but um, so let's whenever you're ready. So what's 2023 to what? 2013? 2014. I'm sorry. 2014. My bad. <laughs> 2014. 2014 to 2023, right? Yep. This is going to be tough. So I know I have- John I know John Madden was one of the covers cuz he died. Yep, he was 23. He was the this, this last one. Okay, and, uh, so John Madden, he's one of them. Um, Patrick Mahomes was one. Okay. Uh, he was on the cover of 20. Okay. I will. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll wait to give you that hand. I'll see how you do. Okay, let me think here. Odell Beckham was one. Odell Beckham. He might have been 2013 or Was 12. not one. Ugh. <laughs> Let me think here. Um, now, okay, I'll give you a hint. In 2022, it was two people. It was two people. In in 2022. Was it Brady? And? and there was two of them. Yep. It was, it was them together in 2022. Okay. Um, was there any receivers on there? One. One? 
I'm sorry, two. Two. My bad. There's two. Two receivers. I'll give you a hint that that should give it away. Okay. One of, one of the receivers has the absolute sickest nickname of all time. Oh, dude, Megatron. <laughs> Calvin Johnson was on the cover of 2016 Madden. Okay. Um, let me see here. Was there an old-timer running back on there? Yep, and 14. Oh, uh, was it B. Sanders? Yes, it was. B. Sanders. Okay. Your boy. Yes. Barry Sanders. Um, okay, so Barry Sanders. Trying to think. There was like one scrubby dude on there, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. I think it was Baker Mayfield. Wasn't he on one of them? He was not on one of them. That was a good guess, though. There was someone I thought that was like really subpar that they put on there that everyone's like. Okay, okay so we think that he's subpar. A lot of other people don't. But we probably think that he's very – I know I know who you might be thinking about. Me and you both think that this guy is very overrated as a player. Okay, so how about this now? Go to 15. Let's go from oldest to newest. Okay. In 2015, tell me if you played offense or defense. Defense. In 2015? Yep. Uh, was it uh, Khalil Mack? I'll give you a hint. This guy, he plays on defense and blew up, got super popular because – of a post game post game interview in the playoffs. Oh, Richard Sherman. <laughs> Richard Sherman on the cover of 2015. Okay, 2017. Got, was it offense or defense? 17. It was offense. Oh, 2017 offense. Oh, uh, you actually said his name, so I guess it could count. Who? So actually, uh, Brady. Well, was on the on on the cover in seventeen and eighteen, back to back. Dang. Yep. All right, two thousand nineteen. I'm gonna the, guess this is probably a, of all of them. This is probably, in my opinion, the hardest one. It is. It is a receiver. In two thousand nineteen. Yeah, two thousand nineteen was a receiver, but probably the hardest one. Hmm. I, I'll give you a hint. This guy is not in the league right now. Like retired or just? Technically, yeah. Okay. Let me think here. Not in the league. Some people would say this guy is uh, absolute nuts. Chad Johnson? No. No. No, no. Um, Absolute nuts. I'll give you a hint. The last team that he played for was the Buccaneers. The last team he played for? Yeah. It's definitely not Mike Evans. Nope. He was only there one year and literally walked off the field in the game. Oh, my. It's Antonio Brown. (laughs) Antonio Brown, the cover of 2019. All right, so it looks 20, like the, only, the only one you got left is 21. Offense or defense? Offense. This is the person who we both think is very overrated. Plays offense, plays quarterback. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, the cover of 
2021. That was a tough one, man. I was, man. Because I haven't, like, if you would have told me from like 01 to 2010, right? That one would have been more of my <laughs> stuff, man. I'd have been right. Like, I'd have been like Eddie George, Marshall Falk, Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis. Yeah, Yeah. Michael Vick was on the cover of 04. Yep. So awesome. You did a great job, man. It was really good to get back on here with you, my brother. Yes. I I can't wait to continue to bring you guys content especially uh with football season upon us that that is our wheelhouse so we are super excited to bring you guys content like i said we apologize we had some technical difficulties and some scheduling we had to to take care of but we are back we appreciate you for listening and guys remember be kind because everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you have absolutely no idea about until next week fam peace